Courtney, Kanani, and I want to express our sorrow for the lives lost in both Atlanta and Boulder. We stand firmly against all acts of white supremacy, hate crimes, and acts of gun violence. For all of those impacted directly or indirectly, we are with you in heart and spirit and continue to manifest a world where these incidents no longer happen. The path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. It's a very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Carnal lust and fun things like that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic. Powerful yeah. ritual and Are we ready? We're ready. Are we recording? We're recording. Are you recording? I'm recording. Are you a record? I'm a record. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is where my selective listening kicks in. <laughs> Kanani's like, uh, like shopping on Amazon right now. Um, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to That Witch Life Podcast. I'm Hillary. I'm your host today. I'm Courtney. I'm your record today, I guess. I don't know. I'm here and I'm supporting my podcast. Okay. I'm Kanani and I'm not really here. <laughs> so it's oh the same God. old, same old. Welcome same back. Same old. I almost, I was like trying to quickly cue up Kanani's favorite song because that was a perfect opportunity for it, but then I couldn't find it. <laughs> anyway. Do you know what my favorite song is, right? Move, bitch, get out the way by Ludacris. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> Hundred percent. That's my favorite song. I had a friend. This is clearly a good friend who knew me well. I was on a road trip. I was so stupid. I was eight months pregnant, and I went on a road trip to Utah for a crafting <laughs> convention because yeah. that's what I do. Sounds about right. I know Courtney's like, "Yep, that sounds about that. right." She would leave town eight months pregnant to go to a crafting convention in Salt Lake City. So, anyways, uh, my friend texted me, and he's like, "Hey, here's some road trip music for you," and it was it was "Move, bitch, get out the way." By ukulele, <laughs> it was uh, epic. It are was you... the best ever. It was played on the ukulele. I listened to it like a thousand times. Are the you people sure? In the car with me, we're going insane because I just kept playing it and laughing hysterically. Are you sure ever. that's your favorite song? Because I thought it was. No, it's not that. That's Courtney's favorite song because she doesn't have friends. <laughs> that's why she doesn't have friends. Dance party. We're going to have to find the ukulele version to put a, a link on, on our website because it's so good. Oh, my God. There's nothing <laughs> right. better. There's nothing better than Ludacris Hi. via ukulele. Hello, listeners. We have a podcast. And no, we do. today, yes, we <laughs> shut up. And today, we actually have Via Edera coming on to discuss bonding with plant spirits. Mm. It's cooler than all of us. Yeah. Yep. So that is, you'll, you have that to look forward to. You skip to ahead 27 via, minutes, you hear something intelligent. Until then, yeah, via, we promise nothing. Via is amazing. So yeah, just skip ahead. It's, we're, and <laughs> You've we're been sorry. warned. We're sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, I, you know, I was, everyone was like, Hillary, so would you have any cool stories for this week? And I was like, I mean, 
I moved into my house, which is a cool story, but not really an interest, but not really an interesting for others story. So, uh, Courtney has a story to tell. I do have a story to tell. Um, so one is about living as a witch in today's world in which you totally blow off a star because it was raining. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes, right. Times. <laughs> that sounds right. What if you blow it off because you're just a grouchy bitch because you have so much going on that your brain is melting out of your ears? Uh, you know, honestly, when you're a grouchy bitch and your brain is melting out of your ears, that is the best time to go do the ritual, at least in a simple way, because it can break that flow of wanting to kill everybody. Um, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't choose that. Yeah, path. you didn't choose that path. I mean, I know that's the path that's more difficult to take. Well, for me, my husband and I were planning on going to the ocean and doing a cleansing, you know, ritual. And, um, we didn't, it was just didn't, we, we ended up doing something else. We had a really good time. We were away for the weekend for his birthday. We had all these intentions of doing some magic at the beach and we didn't. And you know what? Honestly, now that I am a, you know, cranky old witch, I have started to understand that sometimes when you have those moments where you just honestly forget to do the ritual or forget to do the working, it's supposed to happen at a different time. And, um, mm, that when you, and also when it comes to the Sabbaths, you've got a grace period of sometimes like up to two weeks after the quote unquote official date, you're still imbibing in these energies. And sometimes they're even stronger. I actually feel like like seven days after the quote unquote calendar date of the Sabbath is actually with a better time to do it. So he and I are probably going to do it this weekend, but that just goes to show, which is if you didn't do your Ostara rights, it's okay. You still can. And you're not a terrible witch. You're a normal witch. And that's what witches do. Um, and it's true. It's also, yeah. I mean, the, re- yeah. the thing is, is we, we like to be, we, we like to tell ourselves that like, we're going to do all, you know, I'm going to do everything by the book. I mean, this is just not possible. Like I, you know what I did? I fucking moved. I didn't have any energy to do anything. It was a new beginning. Said, though, wasn't it? Re? It was, it a was new a t- beginning. It was a new fucking beginning. And so I'm going to call this move, which I mean, moving is like a special kind of hell. So I feel like I endured hell to get to a new beginning. And so I'm just going to call that my ritual. <laughs> You know, spring is a special kind of hell because we we talk about like new beginnings. You're so bright and and sunny. New beginnings are always accompanied by tears and wanting to burn everything you own. That is part of what happens with a new beginning. And that's part of what happens in springtime. Like I see all these images on Facebook of spring, the spring quote unquote maiden being so sweet. I'm like, she's a cranky hormonal teenager and she hates everything. That is spring. That is spring. The spring maiden is a crazy bitch that you just want to leave her in her room to chat with her friends on whatever app teenagers are using. I don't know. I'm, I don't have kids and I don't, I'm too far removed from teenagers to know what her they do. emotions, her emotions fluctuate way too much. She makes my sinuses and my eyes itch. <laughs> and <laughs> I watched it. Be like, yeah, my, my child's not yet a teen, but she already does that. She makes my sinuses itch. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, it's kind of funny. I'm having this because we're prepping our, we're prepping our condo for sale. And we know we're going to have to stay somewhere in an in-between. We have, we've got let lined up, like it's fine. But um, we have so little, so much of of our belongings have been packed. The one thing that is completely intact, minus, I think I have packed a few of the books and stuff that were on it. The one thing that is pretty much completely intact and untouched is my altar. So I'm starting to have anxiety about because I light a candle on it every single day on on my spell jar. I light a candle on my spell jar every single day. And so I'm starting to have anxiety at the fact at the point of which like, 
how am I going to go? How am I going to pack this? How am I? And so I've already like figured out how I'm going to have like a traveling altar for when we go to our next place, because I've just gotten, it's just funny. It was never, I've always had an altar. I guess I never, I think probably because I use it daily now, it is part of my daily practice and it's, it's in my room in such a, a focal point for me that the idea of not having one is now starting to freak me out. I think which you should, I don't think, I, think, I don't feel like I ever had an attachment to one before, but somehow I clearly I, am attached to this one. And so it will become had, a traveling altar. I had a total freak out because I couldn't find the box that I packed 99% of my altar in. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It's, it's gone. Like it's either like somehow I was like, it got, left somewhere I mean like I literally had a it was like a blanket had fallen on top of the box <laughs> and I was like Reed. I was like I was like oh my god everything sacred to me is gone <laughs> and you'd hit put it under a blanket I, oh, no. I, had, I, I had moved like a bag that had blankets and pillows because like I had someone come and patch like there's there was this very small like seal that had to be replaced around one of the vents on the roof so that it wouldn't leak and so i like i moved something out of the way and i just i was like oh my god i've lost my entire altar like i literally you, just had this like you are said that place freak out you're at that place in your new beginning stage where you lose your object permanence and you're oh like god, it no longer you exists fuck <laughs> off <laughs> and i was like i mean like earlier i was like i don't know I don't know where anything, I don't know where my knives are. I was like, I literally opened something earlier with like that, like, you know, you there's like a, <laughs> a wine key that has that knife that's like a centimeter yep, long. Uh -huh. I was like, sod something open with that earlier because I was like, <laughs> where are my fucking knives? I don't even know. And like, I always have a pocket knife. Don't know where that is. Like, don't know where motherfucking anything is. I couldn't find the box with this recording equipment. And I had to dig through a bunch of boxes to figure out because like, I was like, it was one of the last things I packed. So it was one of the few things I didn't label like a fucking idiot. And so I was like, fuck. So I'm like digging through stuff, trying to find it. I mean, you know, I hate moving. I am not, I don't ever want to. You're never going to move again. You're where you are forever. Forever. Yeah. But speaking... Uh Speaking of um, spell jars, so yep. as you all know, I keep a spell jar going by my front door, which is meant to bring us prosperity and, and luck. And for some reason, this always happens, or it happened again, when I was doing some work to manifest luck and money into our house, okay? Because we got like, the tax man came and took a giant shit on us. And so we were like, oh, fun. So then... um. I've been you know, burning my green candles on top of that, like bringing the luck, bringing the money, bringing the luck, bringing the money. So all last week, my husband worked until like eight o'clock at night. He's supposed to be finished by four, but he works at the hospital and they wouldn't let him leave. And so he worked late, like worked 12 hour days, five days in a row and was just tired and burned out and exhausted and so unhappy until he got his paycheck. And that overtime pay came in. And I said to him, well, I did do all those money spells. He goes, thanks, honey. Thank you. Thank you for a lot. I'm like, well, it brought the, it did what it was supposed to do. It just brought it in the form of you working more, which I feel like is something my ancestors totally sent. That's so them being like, well, honey, you know, uh, we're going to bring you some good fortune. Your man's going to have a lot of work to do. And then you're all going to have some good money coming in. I'm like, 
well, I was kind of hoping it would come through book sales because I've already done that work. But um, no, they they thought it just you know make the husband work more is the is the way to bring the the lucrative. I'm out. down. <laughs> I agree. Well, except the fact that you all know, and our listeners have experienced it too that the dog has a meltdown as soon as the sun, the light starts a to change outside. Freak out! No, he can't handle it. If the light changes outside and my husband is not home, he comes and alarms me, and he's like, "Listen, listen." The, the pack is not together. Daddy's not here. Something terrible has happened. And Something he does, terrible. He does the husky. It sounds like a dragon roar. So oh trying God. to get anything done, teaching virtual classes, recording with you two or anything like that wasn't happening because my dog was having a fucking conniption because my husband wasn't home. But, you know, my ancestors helped. So thank you. I give praise. I give thanks and adoration. Yay. Yay. That's how it works sometimes that you, you do a money spell and you just get lots of hours at work. Yeah. Yep. I've definitely done that where it's like, oh, wait, now I'm, oh, okay. So yeah, more money, more work, but more money. So when, uh, so Kanani, you are going to review, you're going to review the littlest witch. Is that right? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. no, you don't No. What? No. What? Uh, I was supposed to, but then you didn't. But instead, I ate a McFlurry <laughs> and <laughs> ran away to my parents' house for three days. Oh, my God. Why so are you like this? Why I'm at my mom's house. Are you? On the bed <laughs> with a belly full of McFlurry. And why? that was my choice. Why is Kanani? <laughs> why are and you? And for those who don't know what a McFlurry is... <laughs> It's like the sad stepchild of a blizzard. <laughs> it wants to be a blizzard. Oh my God. It looks like it should be a blizzard. <laughs> oh my God. But it's very much not a blizzard. <laughs> oh my God. The listeners feel me. They get it. They know. They understand. But it's not a blizzard. It's not. Okay. <laughs> they want you to think it is. It's not. So that's what I did instead. I did not watch the movie. I did not do another review because I am doing everything I can to stay fucking sane while I am trying to sell one place to purchase another. Why are you both moving while at the I same time? Two tiny humans because, that because. run around and want to eat three meals a day and snack 20 times a day and interrupt me during work meetings to bring them Cheerios. <laughs> And I tell them, mommy's in a meeting. She's not going to bring you Cheerios. And they look at me and go, well, I'm in class. So their class trumps my work meeting. <laughs> and luckily, my boss just thinks it's hilarious. So it's not a problem. But I'm just like, I, I'm just. Oh, my God. What else? What else? <laughs> but yeah, that's what they look at me like work meeting. I'm in class right now. I need Cheerios. <laughs> like, I need Xanax and no one's here helping me out. So you know what? <laughs> We're running to the beach to grandma's for three days and I'm going to let her give you Cheerios. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. I need to say this for the record. This has been on my chest for a while. It is not fair the two of your lives go through all this chaos and turmoil at the same time. And no, I'm the one no, I'm the I one know. who's expected to hold this shit together when you okay, know, I know I don't save us all. I don't have much of a bandwidth for keeping things calm. So oh my god. <laughs> but you know what though? You know what though? Like 
at least it wasn't exactly at the same time. Could you imagine if we were placing bids at the same time? I would replace we're both of you. I would find new friends and would just, <laughs> I'd be reaching out. Oh my God. You'd get, I'd be, you'd get like, you'd get like, you'd get like, what is wrong with you'd you? Get like, Naja, seriously. you'd get like Naja and Remy to just replace us temporarily. I, you, you know, that's like, what our listeners would want. But uh, you know who I, you know choice. who the universe would give me who I deserve, which would be Lyman. Lyman Flanco. Lyman Flanco. Lyman, Lyman Flanco lives very close to me now. Oh my god! I'm, I'm stuck with Lyman and his lovely wife. Lyman. Lyman has a very lovely wife who's a death doula, and she's absolutely amazing. Lyman, she's amazing. Lyman is the one who taught us to smoke weed out of a pop can. Oh god, <laughs> which was really the only bad part about that story. <laughs> Oh my God! The only so embarrassing. You, only- you go back about four months to the gratitude practice episode. Um, oh yeah, the white yeah. Would tell the uh, white man story. Yeah, I've I've had like you know I've like I mean like when his coworkers have been like, hey, oh you have a podcast, and I'm like I'm an HR director by the way, <laughs> so like, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I do have a podcast. Um, if you want to know. <laughs> Jeez. If you want to know a lot about me, listen to the gratitude episode. I know. Oh my God. I know. In which in which I talk about in which we have a complete meltdown about <laughs> about me smoking weed and being and paranoid. I am and I am 24 ha- years ago fucking the heartless. Same as I am now completely indifferent a to your pain. Completely bitch. indifferent. <laughs> A to complete, your pain, oh a fucking like soulless, can't even pretend to care, heartless, can't bitch. even pretend. No, it's the, the <laughs> it's me. That's what oh, I bring God, to the I didn't have it. I can't do this. If I didn't, two episodes I, in a row. If I did not have this pop guard on right now, the B of that bitch would have fucking exploded my microphone. Is how much of a bitch you are. <laughs> <laughs> can't even pretend to care oh my god oh my god okay <laughs> all right look our poor fucking listeners are like we've we like we just lost like 30 listeners because we can't hold it together it's just like a so i will say something really cute though so i did i i did run away very much to my mother's and i'm making her care for the children because you're done i don't want to so <laughs> I'm in my room where we stay. There's, it's a little two bedroom place. It's adorable. So I call the guest room. This is my room. And so I'm in my room and my mom, who has, we've talked about before, like buys all of our spell kits. It's super cute. Like I can't even give her one. She buys one like this as soon She's as we always release the one. First order. And she always pays for shipping. And I'm like, old woman, I'm going to see you in like three days. I could have brought it to you. Anyways. So oh my God. she got, she did our, um, Oh, it, it just escaped me. What's the Bridget one we did? Imolk. God. Okay. Oh my God. So she she got what the she bought Jesus. the Imolk. The Imolk one is no. The Winter Solstice one is the one that she wrapped in a bunch of our family members and had them buy them and and did it with them, which is really totes adorbs. And then she also bought the Imolk one, and it came with the straw, and you were supposed to put the straw in a high place. And so I just looked up and she has a sign and it says, follow the yellow brick road. It's a little wall decor sign. And I just noticed that the straw is on top of. This is where my mind is. Sign. When we said, you said straw, I forgot. So we had a piece of wheat stalk in there 
And then I was like, oh, we stop. Like, yes. Straw. Are we still using plastic straws? That's kind of passe. And I'm envisioning her with a flexi straw that she's putting up there with that sign. And so, yeah, I can't make fun of you for not remembering Imolk because I was thinking you were talking about a plastic straw for like a you're not drink. well. Yeah, you're not oh well. Oh my god. Hello. But anyways, it's adorable because one. my mom listened and she put the little weed stock on top of her highest piece of wall decor, and it's just chillax in there, and it's adorable. So see. Fucking hell. Fucking what? I don't know where I was going with that. It was just cute. I noticed it. It's happening. (sighs) It's what we're doing. Oh, my God. Anyways. Now our listeners know the difference between a sad, sad McFlurry and a blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only education you're going to get until Via comes. I'm just letting you know. Well, speaking of things people that probably are not excited with the fucking episodes we're having right now thank you to all of our podcast supporters no uh thank you to all of our patreon supporters last week kanani told us a bonus story about ostara which you should definitely check out if you haven't already or if you haven't joined definitely join for as little as one dollar a month you can get access to that and other witchy content higher levels higher levels get you access to our private facebook page live virtual events early release episodes longer ad free episodes and boxes of magical goodies including your very own screaming goat our next live event will be april 11th and we will be doing house blessings so make sure to join us on our Patreon at the screaming goat level or above in order to participate. It's going to be a really good one. And if you don't join us at that level, there's lots of other cool stuff too. There is lots of other cool stuff. So speaking of cards that we pull for our Patreon subscribers, uh, today Courtney will be pulling for... I am pulling for Lorelai, who has been with us for a really long time, and she recently upped her pledge to the Kanani girlfriend, boyfriend, and befriend level. And so she, her card, oh, wow, okay. So Lorelai is getting justice. All right. Justice means that it is time for you to get what you deserve. So be that means how people treat you, treating you with respect. Um, If it means getting paid what you are owed for work you have done, being recognized for, you know, just being an outstanding person in all the ways. It's a matter of, you know, the thing about justice is that it's um it's not a passive card. It is a card that that calls for a certain amount of action that's saying stand up and make sure that you are, um, you know, you are are making you're you're you are asking for what you are owed and for what you deserve. It's also definitely a card of balance. So make sure you're not putting out more energy into specific projects or people that aren't giving that back to you, you know? And it's different between like putting your energy into um, a business or into a new relationship that has room to flourish. It's about looking at what you're putting your energy into and saying, has this reached the end of its course? So anyway, thank you for joining at the Kanani girlfriend, boyfriend, and befriend level, which gets you access to our um, extended ad free episodes of the show. Yay. Fantastic. Other ways to support the show, if you can't do a mo- monthly donation, you can buy us a coffee or buy That Witch Life merchandise on Etsy. Also consider becoming an episode sponsor. It's a great way to p- promote your business to thousands of witches. You can also purchase a shout out, let people know about your virtual event, or just send love to your favorite witch. 
Find out more on our website at thatwitchlife.com. Are we ready for a word from our sponsors? You all know that we are all obsessed with herbs around here. All three of us lost our minds when we discovered Fox and Elder. Fox and Elder is a small farm just north of Nashville, Tennessee, run by Sarah Schuster, who was an herbalist, herb farmer, and plant witch. Their work not only offers a variety of herb-based products, but also offers education on homesteading and herb cultivation. Fox and Elder's products include teas and tinctures, including a line of tarot teas based on the major arcana. Their Empress tea draws on a variety of floral notes, herbs, and peaches, which includes calendula, hawthorn leaves and flowers, lavender, plus other delicious herbs. I'm totally particular about my teas. I'm super picky. And so I'm super stoked that they offer custom tea blends working with clients to blend something wonderful and delicious just for you based on your needs and desires. Fox and Elder also offers a monthly zine called Full Moon Philip, which offers tarot spreads, herbal profiles, and recipes. The Samhain issue will have a focus on ancestral work, a tarot spread for the full moon in Taurus, and an herbal profile on Skullcap. Fox and Elder also offers a podcast called Tending Seeds, which covers a variety of homesteading and herbalism topics available on all major platforms or directly on their website. So be sure to subscribe and add Tending Seeds to your listening rotation. Their episodes follow the seasons and do deep dives into gardening and how to find powerful magic and healing in different herbs you can find in your yard or just along the road. As a witch who does a lot of work with quote unquote weeds, I was fascinated by episode 29's exploration of goldenrod. I know I will be listening as my husband and I finally start growing our own garden. To receive 15% off your first purchase of teas, tinctures, or a full moon zine subscription, go to foxandelder.com. Dot com and enter code that which life at checkout Fox and elder meeting you where you are offering a variety of ways to step onto the plant path. Thank you to Fox and elder for being an episode sponsor. Well, we are super excited to welcome Via Hedera to the show. Via is a California born Pacific Northwest based sculptor, folklore enthusiast, writer, and occult practitioner operating a blog dedicated to folkloric witchcraft in the Americas, modern animism, and sacred art. Growing up in a multicultural and spiritually diverse community, she dedicates her time to the study of traditional witchcraft practices, ancestor veneration, and all things magical. Her newest book, Folkloric Witchcraft and the Multicultural Experience, A Crucible at the Crossroads, is one witch's love letter to the presence of animism and magic in the Americas and details not only her personal relationship to folk magic, but her love of shared magical experiences between diverse peoples. Via, we're super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you as well. Um, so yeah, the first, we're going to start off with the first question that we ask everyone that comes on the show. Um, and it's, it's one of our favorites to ask, which is how did you first know that you were a witch or a magical person? Well, I always understood myself as a magical person. It was an ever present part of my life growing up. And it was a, a large aspect of my family, uh, magical practice, especially folk magical practices were sort of inherent, even among people of 
really diverse religious backgrounds, the same sort of folk magic existed in the Lutheran side of my family as the Catholic side, as, as the uh, other practitioners of magic and even witches themselves. So I grew up sort of supported by this whole idea that there is a world inhabited by otherworldly spirits, that words have power, that the things we speak into existence can come to be, that we are protected and guided by our ancestors and by totemic and tutelary deities, by familial deities. Um, all this was super normalized to me growing up, and I didn't really realize that this was not completely normal for <laughs> most people growing up. Uh, to me, I thought that's how most large families operated, was with a lot of superstition and folklore um, tied to our cultures and spiritual beliefs. So to me, it was normal. And by the time I had heard the word witch and understood what that character and that narrative was in history, I automatically considered myself a witch. I was probably just running around calling myself that at eight or nine years old. It was it was just very normal and not uh, heavily uh, dissuaded by my family at all. So to me, that was that was sort of life. That's so awesome. I am really fascinated by this idea of Lutheran magic because you know we've taught we've had a lot of of either former or current uh, practicing Catholics and of course the saints and um, the different rituals around the different the thousands of holidays Catholicism has, but I have never heard of anybody talk about Lutheran magic. Oh yeah, Lutheranism, you know, I'm not sure if maybe it's it's a part of Lutheranism or if it was just in my family, but there was so much superstition tied to it. Um, you know, my sister, she's, she's also a practitioner um, and she's a devout Catholic, but magic is a huge part of her life. And she, she grew up Lutheran and attended a Lutheran university and, and still, harbors a lot of the idea of that biblical magic. A lot of the, you know, I don't think a lot of Christians would consider some of their folk charms or saint worship and prayers and novenas to be folk magical, but they are. Right. And they're especially, that magic is very prevalent in the Southwest, um, especially in California, New Mexico, Arizona, where Brujeria, Curanderismo is very popular. Um, that's where we grew up in California and we grew up around that a lot. So I think uh, I think it's more present in Lutheran and in really any kind of Christian family than they like to talk about. You know the blessed uh, metals and sacred talismans and sort oh, of sure. uh, you know assigning a very divine quality even to their statues of Mary um, to non deities, ascribing divine worship to that. And it's magic, mm -hmm. and it may not be it's not witchcraft, but it is certainly magical. Mm, mm -hmm. mm, it's so true. I feel like we've, I, I think that we sometimes forget how much magic is in other traditions sometimes, you know, um, we've said before that some, some of the strongest magic sometimes comes out of the back of churches, you know, so it's, I think it's, oh, totally. Um, the scary you know, little ladies in the back row praying. I mean, come oh, on. Oh yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah, like those. Oh yeah. <laughs> Laying on the touch. Yeah, it's yeah. like those are the people not to fuck with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. That um, granny magic is real. You know, when grandma starts spanking you with a with a birch twig or starts oh, rubbing yeah. your eye with cobwebs, which, you know, that to me that was that was actually pretty normal. The whole eye cobwebs on the eye and and rubbing an egg on your stomach uh, when you're sick and breaking the egg behind your head. That was all I thought that's how people got rid of colds as a kid. So Okay, you know, wait. Magic is everywhere. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What is the cobwebs? I've never heard that one. I've heard the egg before. Oh, the cobweb. You know, cobwebs, um, I thought it might have been just my family, but I recently started looking more into Southern folklore, and I've been seeing it pop up a few places, like in the Frank C. Brown collection of North Carolina folklore. So I was pretty astounded to find out that other people uh, have this notion that you're supposed to put cobwebs on an eye to get rid of a sty infection. 
or weeping eyes. And I used to get those all the time as a kid. So my mom would just put cobwebs on the eyes. And I used to think, okay, she's doing this to be comforting. Um, But it was just this normal part of folk magic. It was like, oh yeah, you put cobwebs Mm -hmm. on the eye or you go to Tia's house and she'll give you corn silk tea for your tummy ache. And she'll probably break an egg over your head while she's praying to many different saints. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, can you uh, t- can you describe to us what plant magic is? So we I know that you use a lot of uh, a plant magic and work with plants in your in your practice. Can you talk to us about what plant magic is? Well, shucks, I suppose that would depend uh, depend on the witch you ask. But for me, plant magic is one of the expressions of green witchcraft and animism that exists for me. Um, mm. It's a way of venerating the land through the world of plants, which are the first witches, the first teachers, the first sorcerers, the first healers. Um, so much of witchcraft itself seems to be learned from plants, from their incredible healing and medicinal and poisoning qualities. And, you know, before we witches became famed for our ability to be poisoners, I think, you know, we sort of learned those secret arts from the poisons themselves. And we've seen a lot of uh, ancient cultures, like in Rome and Greece, this tie linguistically uh, between witches and poisoners and plants. And I always enjoyed that connection, this idea that uh, animism is so present in plant life, in the green world, um, in natural green and growing things that to me, it seemed like, well, that's the first church. So plant magic would Mm -hmm. be the the very basis uh, for where I go to do my worshiping. Can you, uh, what does the term animism mean? So Animism is the belief that the world and the things within it are are inhabited by a spirit or a soul or a distinct quality or essence. It is one of the earliest forms of human belief and transcends cultural and religious boundaries. Um, It is this belief that these distinct essences and personalities permeate the world around us, even the cosmos, that things like plants and minerals and places and objects are intrinsically connected to a magical or spiritual self, that they are inhabited by these qualities. And it lends a lot to uh, magical practice uh, through sympathy and contagion and spells where you need connections, where you need uh, to sort of connect to the spirit or the soul or the meaning of a thing or give it power to do its work. And that's where Mm -hmm. animism plays such a deep role um, in my witchcraft, at least. Sure. I mean, I think that makes sense that, I mean, I certainly, I I work a lot with plants also, and I certainly feel a specific connection to them, like more than just like, oh, look, that's a nice plant, or that's a thing that I, you know, it's like, I definitely feel an essence or a a spirit to each of those plants. And they're very different. Um, and I think that that was something that as I grew as a witch and started to get to bond more and more with plants, I started to realize like, oh, wait a minute, each plant has a very different feel, like it has a very different energy. Um, and the, the interaction I have with the, even plants, this, even like two different rosemary bushes, very different, Mm -hmm. you know, like they each have their own spirit, you know? And so I think that that's something that I love about your work is how, how much you talk about that bond and how important that bond is with those plants. Well, thank you. It's, it's incredibly important. I feel the same way as you. There's so much personality 
per plant and for you know for witches green witches that get their hands on a a seed that they grow from that very start and they watch it evolve and grow and go through its process of life and death and decay and or you know if it comes back that's even better <laughs> but you know witches who take that time you really get a sense of the personality and you start to see that that personality is everywhere everything has a distinct individual diverse personality and combined it makes something so beautiful so magical and it's, i think when you, you you slow down and you start to to listen for that and then trust that you're trust that what you're feeling and experiencing is real and valid because so often people wonder am i putting myself on this and well we on this interaction well we do that with human beings too like the way one person says hello to you we're going to put our own imprint on what that hello means in in a way you know um and and so i I feel like I've been experiencing that recently, as some of my listeners, as some of our listeners know, and as, as Via was mentioning before we got started, I've been trying to get rid of heavenly bamboo that somebody planted alongside of our house many years ago. <laughs> some and some fool decided that some bamboo fool, was <laughs> yeah, and it was going why? I mean, it's not a good plant. It's oh, poisonous no, it's for animals. Terrible. The the red berries are poisonous to a lot of birds in North America, so it's it's not a good thing to have around, and it looks like. When it's growing, it reminds me of the bushes that took over the abandoned farmhouse next to my elementary school. And I'm like, oh, that's this kind of thing. I see where you're going and I see what you want to do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> as I've been hacking it down, like at first I felt like it was trying to seduce me into letting it stay. It released all this fragrance. It's like, you don't really want to cut me down. <laughs> look at how look at how lovely I am. I'm so, I'm so, lovely. I'm so fragrant and I'm so gentle and I'm so soothing. And it was trying to like get me to chill out. I'm like, now I know why you're calling you heavenly. And then I'm like, I will not fall for your wiles. <laughs> you tricky tricks me again. And then I started explaining the situation. I'm like, listen. We're having an ecological crisis. Like plants like you are messing things up for a lot of native species. And I need my husband and I need the space to plant some native plants to try to give back to this environment. So you're going to have to go. And they're like, we understand, but you know, we're really pretty. Like it, kept, like it just kept like showing up and looking at me like batting its eyelashes. And I'm sitting here just like, no, it's not going to work. But then it's funny. And, and part of it's the rain and the ground is softer. So it, it's, it's almost like it's starting to surrender. Like, okay, we'll let you think we're getting rid of you. And then actually our friends over at the witch's resistance messaged me saying, Courtney, you realize it's just going to come back. And I'm like, no. <laughs> See personality. Yeah. <laughs> they do. And I'm just like invasive plants are, that's why I actually, I like using invasive plants in magic because they are fine anywhere you put them. Yes. Um, so they will, they'll set into any kind of magic you put to them. But heavenly bamboo, I'm like, I'm not, we're not working magically. You got to go. Okay. Just, just go, 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 go. And I wish you an incarnation. Come back as a honeybee and I will feed you, feed you and feed you. <laughs> You're like forever. You'll that's be my been, best friend. I'll be my best friend. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's side note. No, but but yes, <laughs> I've been seduced by the heavenly bamboo. It's totally true, though. I mean, I I mean, we've said this so many times. I, I use also use invasive plants a lot. And I think it's because they're so resilient. So if I'm trying to do something to boost my own resilience or if I'm trying to cast a spell that is like that I want to stick forever, like I'm like, 
yeah, this thing that never goes the fuck away. I'm going to put that in there because that <laughs> thing's never going to leave. Like, yeah. you know, oh, like, lemon balm. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Lemon balm. It's so I can't remember who, who we were talking to that was like, oh, lemon balm. And they were like from an area where it's not super invasive. I was like, oh, no, but like three quarters You're of like, my yard is fucking lemon balm. And, like, and are you like, fucking like, kidding no, me? No, 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 no. Put it in a pot. Like, put it in a pot. They were like, "Oh, you can plant some lemon balm in your yard," and I was like, "Not in the Pacific no. Northwest. You no, cannot no, 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 like no, 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 no. Do not do that. No pots only." I yeah, know. that happened to me with creeping nightshade. I kept wishing <gasps> for it, wishing for it, and now that's cannabis uh, everywhere, choking oh, the life out no. of the story. Oh yeah. They are, I had a, um, yeah, I had like a creepy nightshade and they're super poisonous to animals and they're like, it, you gotta be careful even touching them. Some of them. Um, and I was like, I was like, why? And it's like, no matter, I pulled it up and I like, I literally had, I mean, I thought I got it out and then there was next spring. It was like, hello, Hi. hello, I've, hello I've missed you. Hi, Hillary. I've missed Hi. you. And you're like, I didn't fucking miss you. Like, <laughs> It's the same thing with I the blackberry, like, the black, the well, Himalayan blackberry out here. It's like, but my berries are starting to ripen. Do you really want to get rid of me now? <laughs> You're like, yes, I want you to go forever. <laughs> I know it's like, it is really, it's the same. But again, like I use blackberry all the time in magic, like the leaves, the thorns, the <laughs> protection I mean, it's, magic. It's so yes. great for protection magic. I put that shit. I make reeds. I've made reeds out of it. I've put it over my door before. Nothing's getting through this bramble. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, not unless you want to get a lot of uh, wounds, flesh wounds. To, to I'm, I'm completely convinced that when Walt Disney's little minions were writing Sleeping Beauty, somebody was dealing with a Himalayan blackberry bush in their yard. Because, you know, when <laughs> Maleficent's thorns come out, like, you cannot yep. get through this. I'm looking like, this reminds me very much of the scene with Sleeping Beauty. Because it's like ripping on Prince Philip's cape and stuff like that. And it has a mind of its own. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be, like, connected to the Briar Rose and yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, no, this looks like, like this Himalayan really blackberry like, yeah, like, This is definitely like blackberries. Mm. Which I love to eat and hate to pull out of my garden. <laughs> it's like, I've had so many, so, so many, like, skin casualties from that plant for sure um so can you talk to us about so i mean i know we all obviously use plants a lot um but you know i think we we do have a lot of listeners that are newer to witchcraft um you know why do you believe that plants are such an important tool for a witch to use i would say they are so important because they are just an absolutely basic component to an incredible amount of traditional spells and charms. They play mm. a really deep role in uh, some of my favorite magics, which are love fortune projects and tricks from uh, Western Europe and early America. I really love um, lemon and apple magic, apple counting magics. Um, I love Mayday fern lore and midsummer fern lore. I feel like it, plants sort of permeate every aspect of magic if you look for it. Um, if you look at witchcraft through history, plants play this uh, incredible role in the narratives. And I don't think it can be fully separated from magic itself because it's part of animism, it's part of the creation um, of magic, part of the correspondences of spells. I think it's sort of impossible to have witchcraft as the way I do it um, as a green witch without plant magic. And it's so important mm -hmm to know at least some basic things about these spirits that we share mm. so much magic with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I, even before I really started 
using plants as like a regular part of my practice, even then I, I like utilize them to some extent, right? Whether it was to, to, whether it was for, you know, rosemary for smoke cleansing, whether it was, um, you know, growing certain plants to attract certain things. It's like, even before it was such an integral part of my magic, it was there. And it's, it's some of the first things that, and they are, you're right. It's like in so many spells, I mean, we, all of our spell kits have herbs, plants in them. And I, and, and it's something that I think is, um, is so it's like such a important and kind of like uh, foundational part of practice. And I think that uh, when you start to realize, I mean, we, I think people know all the basics, but when you start to realize like how many plants do can do so many different things, you realize that like the world is your oyster when you have that knowledge, you know, it's like, wow, there's so many different elements that you can call in with various plants. Absolutely. It is a, it is a world inhabited by spirits. And each of these plants has so many incredible qualities that are discovered and undiscovered that even on a symbolic level, just the presence of these plants lends so much to our magics. Just the, the smell of fresh roses can really alter uh, your perception of a love spell. A simple mm. sense can make you melancholy. The texture of a leaf can take you years back in the past and can be a key for you when you are in the midst of your ecstatic flight. Uh, these plants can act as keys that draw you home, that act as, as beacons and reminders, just on a purely symbolic level. And then when we, as we ascribe so much uh, divine qualities to them through personificationism, you know, we personify apples a lot as this spring, summer, harvest, delicious, loving, uh, reminds you of femininity and warmth and taste and pleasure and flowers. And just even having all of that in your head can really put you in a mind frame and magic. Um, so I use, mm -hmm. I use a lot of flowers in my magic, uh, just symbolically, especially when I'm doing love spells, um, or love adjacent spells. Um, and I think mm -hmm. just the power of their presence can be enough. I also think they can be such an amazing offering as well. Like I often use plants as an offering on my altar. You know, it's funny. Um, I mentioned this to uh, at least our listeners here in the United States may have this connotation. I ask somebody, or maybe more on the East Coast than on the West Coast, but I would say to people, so what do you think of when you think of cherry blossoms? And they said, Washington, D.C., because it's such a big thing of when the cherry blossoms are all in bloom and people go to DC. And I said, so yeah, there's a, there's a connection between the cherry blossom and political power here in the United States. We have that association now historically or in folklore that may not have always been the case. And I'm sure there are plenty of, of stories in which they're not, but when you're looking at like, as our contemporary stories, cherry blossoms are great for if you, if you do need to exude um, political influence in one way or another, Right. Or if you're trying to do some magic on the crazy ass things that are happening in DC, cherry blossoms are a great way to do that. Cause there's a connection right to that source. Just saying, Absolutely. I have a big cherry tree in my front yard, by the way. Oh, you nice. do. I've been uh, watching the cherry blossoms bloom on the UW campus. I'm so jealous. I haven't been able to go over and actually see them in person. Cause it's all, you know, kind of shut down, but I, lo I love that connection so much. I absolutely do use cherry blossoms and political magic. That's awesome that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, hmm, who do I need to influence or who do I need to destroy? The cherry blossoms will help me. Yeah, aren't, my cherry blossoms aren't blooming yet, and I'm really jealous that you're getting to see them. Yeah, they're gorgeous. 
One of the things I actually saw online, I can't remember if it was like, if it was like a meme story or something that someone had posted that I read, but I thought it was probably really it's about the length of your reading is a meme. I know so it had to have been that length. I mean, minimum. <laughs> it was not but an article. Kanani doesn't was, do articles, but no. she's all about the memes. It, it's, no, especially if Courtney wrote them, then I just bypass, bypass. <laughs> and it was, it was really interesting. It was a woman talking about how she had a different plant in her house for each of her friends and she had named each plant after her friend and then she would care for them. And then she would, if she noticed that one of the plants was not doing well, she would check in with that friend. And almost always there was something that had happened with that friend that, you know, they were in need of some sort of help or something like that. Interesting. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to get an angel plant to represent Hillary, and I'm going to get some kind of spiny death cactus that represents Kanani. Or Venus, no, Venus flytrap. You're going to get a Venus flytrap. Goddess help anyone who has a, a tree, a plant of me, because it's going to be like one day it's dead, and the next day it's fine, and then the next day it's dead, and then the next day it's fine, and you're just like, what? what's happening? I don't know what's happening. No, I'm going to get a carnivorous plant. One that's, that's super, super pissy that eats flies. And that's going to be the Kanani plant because that's the one that represents and you. And then one day your cat will be missing and you'll be like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, good name. Audrey 3. I'm Audrey 3, oh the Kanani version. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And one day my husband's missing. And I'll be I like, am hey. totally going to have, I am 100% going to have someone Photoshop Kanani onto <laughs> Audrey. Onto an Audrey. Make an Audrey, Audrey 3 by Audrey photo. version 3. Audrey version 3. You Kanani mouse Photoshop. To make, it, to make it more likely. Because my yeah, mouse is bigger than Audrey's mouse. They try to make a musical about it. And when they start the, the opening, Little Shepherd Horse, then Connie's like, no, we don't do musicals. This is no longer a musical. This is just going to be a, a 45 I, second. I told you, I told you that I almost, what was that musical that was really popular? That, oh my God. The newer one. I mean, there's yeah, lots which, of What are you wicked? talking about? No, it's the most recent one that had Ryan Gosling in it. Oh, La La, La, La Land. Land. La okay, that first of all, almost, that's I, not I, really I even a musical. Walk, okay. I tried to walk out of right la you la lands don't because okay. the intro is a musical <laughs> it is and, not and i i i got up and my husband looked at me and he's like we were with friends you cannot leave and i'm like i didn't sign up for this i'm like i don't know what you're talking about because at first it was like there was singing and i thought it was like one of those horrible coca-cola commercials that happens before the movie starts <laughs> And so I'm like waiting for its end. And I'm like, okay, fine. Sit. It's just a commercial. It's just a commercial. And then all of a sudden I saw Ryan Gosling and I'm like, what the fuck? That is not, this is not a commercial. This is the movie. And I look at my husband and I start to get up and he's like, you can't sit, sit down, sit down. We can't wait. We're here with friends. Oh my god, you were gonna leave your friends. You're fucking terrible. Oh, I was, was. I'd be outside. I'd go get an ice cream. I'd be outside when the movie was over. Oh my god. <laughs> You're terrible. Friends. Oh, I was it was horrible. Oh, I was so angry. Oh, I just sat there. I stewed for like 30 minutes. I was just like, I, what is what is happening right now? This is not this is not <laughs> what I not do. The, Why not would anyone first of all, if they were my friends, they would not have taken me to that movie. So we'll just start there. It's really not my fault for walking out. They should have known better. Oh my god. And that's where we these guys are awesome. <laughs> plant magic. Why can't we Yeah, I'm like they're kind of they he's a like a plant. 
I what, guess. What kind of no. plant would Ryan Gosling be? Yeah, what, what kind, kind that, of magical is... powers would it have? Ooh, why did you it take smell why, why did Ryan you take, Gosling? That was my good. next. That was my next question, and you ruined it. No, I'm just kidding. But let's answer Via, it though. Let's, let's let's Via, what plant would Ryan Gosling be, and what magical <laughs> powers would it have? What is the sexiest, most sincere plant you know? Oh. Sexy and sincere. Sexy, I, I had one pop in my head, but then you said sincere, and I'm like, oh no, that bitch lies. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Ryan's mad since he's got those eyes that just look into He is. So no, cool. he, yo, it would have to be sexy, it would have to be sensitive, and it would have to be sincere. Ooh. I am feeling bleeding hearts. Bleeding hearts. Oh, that's such a good one. I was going with the Lily of yes. the Valley. But those Lily are very deadly. I, I associate that with Breaking Bad. That's true. Oh. Although, I mean, Drive was a great Ryan Gosling movie, and he was mad murderous. What about? I'm gonna go. That's I'm gonna true. go with. I'm gonna go with Honeysuckle. Ooh, Honeysuckle. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's Ooh. a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a little sturdier than Bleeding Hearts. Bleeding Hearts. If you sneeze on them, they die. But I, um, I had a. But I met Ryan Gosling. He seems I, stable. I know, because like I had a beautiful. <laughs> I had a genuinely beautiful blue like heart me. and then I and then I looked at it and it just died. I didn't even do I was like I just glanced and it was like don't look at me and then it just died. Oh, okay, that so would be me as a plant. That would be me. <laughs> like you so, think I'm gonna what? No. Oh my god. This is the v plant you gave me? Uh-uh. No. Via via is, ne is never going to come back on this show. Uh, All right, so Via, we're thinking honeysuckle oh. for Ryan Gosling. What are the yep. magical properties of honeysuckle? Magical properties of honeysuckle. Well, let's see. I've got a book here. It is masculine, ruled by Jupiter. Its element huh? is Earth. It's, All right. It rules over money, protection, psychic powers. In uh, in some uh, let's see, in some local lore, it's used in love spells. I say that works for Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think that works. Yeah, he would definitely be a love spell. He would be a love spell plant for sure. Yeah, for sure. And money. Because he's like. And, and money. money. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all <laughs> accurate. Those are, I feel like that's a good, I feel like that's a good one. We're going to tag him in this and be like, come listen to us analyze you as a plant. <laughs> and then, oh my God, what if he makes a t-shirt of our faces and he wears it? <laughs> he's not going to, he's not going to do that. It seems like the kind of thing he would do. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. He's <laughs> really sweet. He's a really sweet person. What if he does? What if he's like, shout out ladies. Hey girl. Hey, oh my girl. God. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl, you're living your best witch life. <laughs> I get a text from my husband being like, you have no idea what you're getting into. Just run. Run, buddy, run. <laughs> my husband would be like, I don't like him. Can you get a boyfriend that's not him? He wants your boyfriend to be like a superhero or Lord of the Rings character. Yeah, he wants. <sighs> oh, I mean, I, I would marry Legolas. <laughs> he yeah oh well i i was much more of i was much more of an uh aragorn you know vega morganson girl when lotr came out i mean right now i'm pretty committed to jason momoa as my as my movie star boyfriend no. oh yeah you know yeah i, I mean I'm, yeah. Back on, I'm back on bruce campbell oh uh, that's I, a good one i just need him in my life and the more evil dead i watch the more i, I realize that i really passed up a chance i mean i know he's like 30 or 40 years my senior but still so what what plant would he be, and what are his magical powers? Oh my god, you're the fucking yeah. worst. Bruce Campbell would be. <laughs> this is important. Be, what is the tastiest food I have ever eaten? <laughs> he would be a peach. <laughs> peach. I like that. What is the tastiest food I've ever eaten? I like that. <laughs> yes, since that's the yes. favorite food I've ever put in my mouth, I'm going to say that Bruce Campbell is a peach. 
Oh my goodness. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I love where I this think is. V gone. and I are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. I like this. I like We're this. We're on the same page. <laughs> well, this is like, you know, this is important magical stuff to know. What? Because <laughs> I mean, what if we. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's great. Yeah. Look, this is, this is the stuff people listen to us for. Okay. They want to know if we can plant, analyze their celebrity crush. Okay. A absolutely. Yep. That's, you know, totally. That's totally a lot easier than plant analyzing me. Cause like I said, I I'll, I'll, you'll do something wrong or put me in the wrong pot and I'm just dead. I'm just done. I'm just over it. <laughs> oh my Not god. going anywhere. Oh my God. Um, okay. So via what is your favorite plant to use and why? Oh, I am a poppy person. Oh, I Pop love poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is my family plant. That is the most beloved and venerated plant by my mother and my sister. And well, I suppose all my siblings and I, it is important to us, the Papaver somniferum. Um, it is so incredibly powerful and present in my life. I have the best time growing my many, many varieties of Papavers and I've got to say, I resonate with the poppy more than any other plants. Definitely very me. I miss, uh, I'm just, I miss parts of California so much. That's where I grew up. And uh, I love seeing the California poppies there. Oh, yeah, really they're so beautiful. How much I love poppies. And when I started to um, go to a, an institution that had a horticulture program and I started uh, taking some of the classes there, I got introduced to the horticulture of Papa Ver and it is incredible. It has changed me magically to work with it on that level. It has mm. so much power over dreams and love and sexual magic. And that is right up my alley. It is so seductive. It's oil is useful mm. in every kind of incense I make. It's seeds are great for uh, all sorts of different kinds of divination methods, especially smoke divination. Uh, I'd say poppy. Poppy is where it's at for me. I love that. I actually have poppies tattooed on the side of my head. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, that what those are. I, I, have, I remember seeing I have those. Pan, I never asked you. I have pansies on one side and poppies on the other. I mm. live poppy. It is very spiritually connected to me. And it's definitely the favorite statue I've made so far is my poppy mm, one. I love that. Um, what does poppy do? What does poppy do magically? Like, what does it represent magically? <laughs> Oh, so much. It is It is just rife with magic. Uh, a lot of its folklore includes uh, anti-witching and pro-witching properties. The petal, washing your hands in the petals of poppy seeds was reported in some folklore to break witchery, while the, inhaling the smoke of poppy seeds was said to induce witchery. It's used in dream magic in, uh, mostly that's what I use it for, is in dream magic, love and beauty spells as offerings to Ecate, the mother of witches, of course. Mm. Um, I I pretty much use it for everything, but on a just purely magical level, it's definitely most known for its its ritual uses in love spells and dream spells, which is where I think it really has the most power. Mm. That's amazing. When I think about Wizard of Oz when I think of poppies. Absolutely. No. No. Yeah, the field of poppies. Or... Yep, the, exactly, exactly. Where they rained asbestos yeah. on the actors. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that one. Wait, what? Yeah, the snow. Yeah. They used they used asbestos. Oh my god! What? And that was knowing know that. that was knowing that it was cancer causing, but it was wow. it was what cheaper. It was cheaper than artificial snow. Wow! Yeah, they used asbestos. They lit that lady witch on fire. 
murder. They did all sorts of crazy stuff. But I did find out that the whole Munchkin hanging himself in the background thing wasn't true. That's just an emu. Interesting. <laughs> I just well, it's like just the glamour of old old world, old world Hollywood. You know, oh, yeah. Going back, no. <laughs> Nope. There's a reason there are unions now. Yeah, there's a reason that we have <laughs> structure and people to make sure that we don't get cancer from cheap snow. Um, <laughs> because then one day the goddess invented CGI and that saved a lot of lives. Saved, yes. Saved a lot of lives. <clears throat> are there, outside of obviously poisonous plants that people should be very cautious of, are there any plants that you feel people should, that should be wary of using from a magical perspective? Yes, I would say I cannot possibly fathom how anyone might ever need to use hogsweed in magic. Okay. I'm not sure if anyone knows what hogsweed is, but it grows. I, I don't know what hogsweed yeah, is. I'm Northwest. not sure what hogsweed is. Oh, it's, uh, it's also known as, you know, like Satan's plant or pure evil or doom incarnate. Because if you get within like a. Oh, now it's like, it now it's just sound like the most badass plant. <laughs> It sounds like the most badass plant. Oh, oh my god, I totally I just looked it up and I know You know what I'm talking oh about then, yeah? Yeah, Google I just looked, it. I, was, I looked it up and I was like, <laughs> I'm god, Googling. I, god, I fucking know what this plant is and it's the worst. It's evil. It's horrific. It it causes the most disgusting boils and bruising and pustules it's, and it's and it, <clears throat> horrifying it's deceptive too because sometimes people think because it looks when it flowers it can look from a distance at least a little bit like queen queen anne's lace um, i was just saying that it looks like queen anne's lace i'm like oh my god have i been messing it's not with that the whole time it's but not no. it's different um but it's like very easy to yeah it's like because i remember like think when i first saw like this is poisonous the flat it's it looks so similar but it is like a nightmare plant. It's like also, it's also very hard to get rid of. It's just no, nope. It's horrible. Hard no. It's horrible. Yeah. You got to wear full, full clothing to get rid of it. Really like a protective suit, you know, just being in the sun and touching it. It's, it's far worse than putting your hands on digitalis in the sun. It is just going to be boiling blisters and pain and regrets all wrapped into one. And it, it yeah. looks so much like Queen Anne's lace and it gets really, really tall. Um, it, it looks so similar to that and to poison hemlock that sometimes people will walk right up to it thinking they're about to go interact with a safer uh, magical herb. And this one, you don't even have to ingest it. It's just got to look in your general direction and it's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, it's really... Oh, it sounds like this might be Kanani's plan. You I, found I your so plan after all. all this plan. <laughs> I have so many plans. <laughs> oh my God. Pure evil. <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm I'm like picturing how beautiful this would look in a bouquet. I might want to leave on someone's doorstep. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, but then right? you have to get close to it. You know, the thing is, is like. I'll get a beekeeper suit. Is like Kanani is going to try and like do this to someone. But what's really going to happen is she's going to call your husband, Courtney, and she's going to be like, I need a nurse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm covered in boils, blistering exactly. boils all over myself. And he'll be sensitive until I tell you what he you did, and then he's gonna be like, "Kanani, that was really, really, really foolish, and you shouldn't have done yeah, that." Yeah, and then like, he'll be like, uh, "He will be like, why are you? Do why would you do something like that?" And you're like, "Have you met me?" Right. I mean, thank you. So we have a listener question, and it 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 says, "I just got turned down for a promotion I really, really wanted, and I'm therefore having a bit of a sulk." I had done a honey jar spell to attract the job I wanted, so I guess I'm still holding out hope for something better to come of this. I would really love to hear stories anyone would like to share about how magic brought them what they needed rather than what they thought they wanted. 
Well, I mean, that's what happened with my house. I was like so fixated on this. The first house that I look at looked at, I really, really liked. And I was like, all of the magic I was doing, unfortunately, I was try I was like, you know, I want to be in the home that's for me. And I believed that 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 was what was for me. And there were a number of offers I made on houses. And I kept thinking, like, God damn it. Like, I'm never going to get a fucking house. Like, that's it. I'm stuck. Like, I've done this magic. None of it worked. And I remember calling Courtney and I was like, I've done all this magic. And I just feel like it's not working. She's like, just wait. It means those houses weren't for you. And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever, Courtney, whatever, whatever, Courtney. Courtney I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. On. But then it did, but just, you know, but then like, they make a movie about me, but it's going to be starring Catherine Hahn, who will play me. Um, <laughs> it's going to be called whatever Courtney. Whatever Courtney. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, you know, I, there have been many instances that this has happened to me. The house is, uh, the, you know, pr the most recent example, which is that when you ask for a promotion or an opportunity, right, sometimes, you know, you get, you don't get the thing that you had your your eye on or the thing that you had you thought you needed because something bigger comes down the pipeline. And it can be really frustrating. And I've definitely had it happen in, um, you know, in, in success spells around jobs as well, thinking like, oh God, I lost this job or like I got laid off. That's terrible. I mean, like, but every time that that has happened and I've been working magic around it, something better has come down the line and it's been, the, it's been the best for me. So I, I'd say hold out, hold some, you know, keep the faith, hold out hope. It doesn't mean that th this isn't the, it may be that something else is there. It may, it may be that there is something, I think sometimes when we get hyper-focused on one thing and all we can think about is that one specific thing, we stop looking at other opportunities because we're so focused on that singular thing. And so I'd say, you know, you know, keep an eye on your periphery. Maybe there is something better there. I have to agree with you. I would say some of my most successful spells have come from when I stopped being as inwardly focused, which seems sort of counterintuitive to when you're trying to do a spell to help yourself. But sometimes just putting the spell or the charm out there and let it, and for me, I mean, uh, almost sort of forgetting about it, just letting it exist as it was as a, as a place in my life, usually giving that, that magic a form like a, conjure bag or a different kind of talisman or amulet some sort of reminder mm. but sort of sometimes i'll let those things go and then go focus on service to the spirits or service to other people something that wouldn't be very inwardly focused and i've noticed that when i for me personally that when i contribute to other people's magical well-being and when i form uh connections uh i sort of let go of the anxiety and the tension that kind of blocks me from receiving what it is I need. And I constantly sabotage myself. Um, I wish for the good things and put all my intention and will towards it, towards something specific. And then I will speak into the universe, all of my anxieties, all of my worries, every little ill thought I've had, every scenario that keeps me up at two in the morning while I'm sitting there going, why did I write that? Why did I do that? What am I doing with my life? Um, Oh my God, Via, you and me both. I was like, I, I was like, time. I think we're the same people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's so bad that I start worrying about like, what if I go back in time and I, I go left instead of right? What if I had done that? Like I worry often, you know, what if I had 
eaten the wrong thing on my wedding day and like puked in my wedding dress in front of everybody. Like I worry that that's going to happen, that I will like slip through the boundages of time and uh, will ruin my own wedding. Absolutely. <laughs> I will re-remember scenarios as far worse than they were in the worst possible light and go oh. and feel like that actually happened. And I'll sit there and I'll cry and I'll be like, why God? And I'll cringe. I'll, I'll nearly die from the cringiness of shit that's old, like from high school. And I mean, I graduated a long time ago. I'm talking like class of 05. So I'll remember shit from like that. <laughs> <laughs> class of 05 I'm a like, long time ago. I'm like, oh. We're in 90s, baby. I was like, <laughs> we, we graduated before the millennium. I'm <laughs> like, I did oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh, a, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 99. 98 over here. 99. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? All right. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I oh, did not know. I know. We're just <laughs> really, we're just incredibly immature. So it's okay. I, I was understand. Gonna say, I understand why you would think. Leading. You're like, you're like, <laughs> you these people look must any be older than me. <laughs> I can oh, well, that's see very nice. you. Would, and I just, uh, I was like, oh, cool. Peers, fellow 34 year olds. Woohoo. Oh yeah, if you can see me right <laughs> oh, now, I'm like, if so you, cute. I mean, I, I muted my camera because actually my internet is slow at the moment, but like, if you could see me, like there's like cobwebs in my hair because I was like pulling stuff out of a garage and like, I look, I look a fucking mess. You'd be like, what is that oh hag God. doing here? Like, what the fuck? Anyway, person, I would say give it the turn of the moon. Um, mm, it, don't assume your spell didn't work. Don't go back in there and start messing with it. It's kind of, um, Evo Dominguez Jr. has often used this analogy to maybe not getting the specific symbolism right, but I'm be close enough. It's like when you're worried the cake's not going to rise, so you open the oven, you know, and you check it. Um, that's going to mess up the cake. If you just left it alone and checked it at the right time, then you wouldn't have that issue. So I would say definitely give the spell the turn of the moon. And then if you're, if you, if you don't see any movement at all, then, um, you know, do divination on it just once. Don't do a bunch of, don't do a bunch of divination. That's, that's just as bad as opening the oven to look at the cake, pull a few cards or bring out the pendulum, whatever it is you use. Be like, does this spell need anything? And probably it's going to say, no, leave it alone. And then give it one more turn of the moon. Right. Good call. And then if you feel like if this, if the spells like, yeah, I could use a little this, that, and the other, then, um, then you can look at it and, and start to see what, to see what happens. But it just sounds to me like it's, it's just best to give it time. I have so many examples of spells I cast that started out looking like, holy shit, that's not what I wanted. But then when it finally manifests, it's like, oh, huh, that would, that was, was a surprising just ending. Say that. There's a lot of times, you know, my, I think the most powerful one I did was was a relationship one where I was trying so hard to get my partner this job because he he needed it. He needed a career. He needed, you know, something that he could really excel at and be successful in. And I did all kinds of magic and and I knew because the job involved moving and I was open to the concept of moving, but I knew that this was going to be a huge change. So I knew that the prospect of this job also meant the prospect of the end of the relationship. I by no means wanted the ends of the relationship. There was a lot of confusion in the relationship as to where it was going. And so part of the spell was also um, that I wanted, I wanted them to get this job. I wanted them to be successful in this job. 
And I wanted the job to also include a conclusion for the relationship, meaning this was an amazing job and we moved forward and we started a life together and this job created that, or this was the thing that helped them and they got, and it was the end of the relationship. And it was very, it was the end of the relationship. And I was devastated. But so it was by no means what I wanted. I mean, I was devastated, but it was the right thing. And so I am a firm believer in you're not always going to get what you ask for, no matter how much that sucks, sucks. Um, it doesn't mean it didn't work, you know, and it, it doesn't mean that, that something totally amazeballs yeah. isn't coming that, that is going to bring you in a totally different direction that maybe you never would have expected, which is what, what this situation did for me and did for them, which by the way, they're still doing that career. They have rock starred in that career and it's taken them to insane heights and they love it. And I'm so happy. So, I mean, ultimately it was like, it really was like a wonderful end, but at the time that was not what I was looking for. So, so just take some breaths and, and have faith that, that this is going to roll your way, even if you don't see it yet. Agree. Agree. Absolutely. So via, before we go, um, I want to make sure that we let our listeners know where they, what you're, if you have anything coming up soon or where they can find you. Well, can, uh, well, first you can find me at uh, via Hedera.com. You can find me on the Viadera Instagram and Facebook. Right now, I am working on a contribution to some work with Corey Hutchison from New World Witchery. I am working on awesome. yes. great podcast, by the way. Yes, yes. And he's he's just such a marvelous, marvelous human being. And I, I'm loving working with him so much. Um, I'm working on some new commissions of statues. I've got some really interesting stuff coming up. And I'm working on book number two, which is a surprise theme, but it has to do with uh, witchy familiars of a particular kind that I am very fond of. Amazing. Do I get a guess? Is it cats? No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a cat person. Oh my yeah, God. we were doing so good. I'm a bunny. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were doing so good. I'm so sorry. Oh God. I'm a little fuzzy bunny person. You're, oh, I bunnies love, are I cute. Love I can live with bunnies. I love they bunnies. have the cutest little butts, the little fuzzy butts. I love their butts. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I love cats. It's just that it's hard to keep cats and my little scrumptious looking bunnies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would not. They that's don't a no yeah. friendly situation. Right? No. It's a no friendly. <laughs> Well, everyone, that's to make sure you go check out Via's uh, website and find her on Instagram. Uh, Via, we've just loved having you here today. Um, and we'd like to thank everyone so much for listening. If you want to support the show, the best way is to subscribe and spread the word. Please also consider leaving us a rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also buy us a coffee or check out our merch on our Etsy store. For bonus content, become a supporter on Patreon. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For show notes, audio transcripts, or to ask us a question on a future episode, go to thatwitchlife.com. Until then, keep moting that shit, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye! 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 Bye. So mote it be. I didn't send you for that. That wasn't me. Somebody come rescue me. <laughs>
So that's I, my review I of the Little Witch. I can't do this podcast anymore. <laughs> wow. All I do is hear Courtney. I like him hear Courtney like wheeze, wheeze laughing in the background, which is like making me laugh. Oh my God. 